This episode is brought to you by Comic Bento and T-Blocks. More on them later in the show. Welcome back to the Savage Land. Today we've got another creator interview. He is the man behind uh, Panel by Panel, the comics magazine, Strip Panel Naked, the uh, greatest comics YouTube channel on the planet, and uh, one of the men behind Under the Hood, the Watchmen Minutia podcast. He is Hassan Otsman El Hao. Welcome back to the show, Hass. Hi, uh, yeah. Thanks for having me on again. So last time I had you on the show, uh, I, I made the claim that you were the most analytical mind in the world of comics. And that was before <laughs> you announced panel by panel and before you uh, started Under the Hood. So what's how's how are things going in your head, man? How you doing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that That is a, a question we probably don't have enough time for, <laughs> even if we did like five of these back to back. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, like... Um, I don't know how to answer that question without without crying. No, I don't, <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I just I just try to keep busy, man. That's. I guess that's pretty much it. Apparently, uh, and, and <laughs> keeping busy you are. So we are. We're now at uh, what issue three has been released to panel by panel. Um, yeah. And I guess last time last time you were on, it was right before you announced that. So uh, we haven't really talked about it much at all on the show. So I let's let's get back to the beginning of it. What made you decide that you wanted to uh to make a magazine where did that sort of desire come from um i i'm a really big fan of uh like film magazines sort of generally mm-hmm. like uh, in england we've got um sight and sound which is like a really really cool film magazine put out by um or at least at least partly put out by the bfi i can't remember like the exact like they definitely have something to do with it anyway okay. <laughs> the exact like, percentages um, but yeah but the bfi do this amazing film magazine called sight and sound and it's like so what it is is like there are there's just like loads of analytical writing about stuff um there's loads of like you know like big essays that talk about like films and their reviews are really analytical and their, their reviews will talk so much about like craft stuff mm-hmm. um about like you know uh what actually went into making the film and the, like the context for that as well and what films it might be referencing and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. um and where it kind of like fits in like the pantheon of whatever else uh is in that same sort of genre or in that same sort of mold mm-hmm. um they're really really interesting reviews and then and none of them have um uh, you know, I'm like an out of 10 score. They just, like, you, and you can't just read the last paragraph to get the summary. Like, you have to read the whole review. But yeah. they don't do it like that. And it's really good. And they, I mean, they review literally like every single film that comes out that month. But I, what I want is I love that like model of writing where it's not it's not um, making apologies for its length and it's not making apologies for the fact for the style of writing it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's saying, you know, like this is this is what this is what we want to write like. This is what we want to talk about. And, you know, if you want to come for the ride, come along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I am one of those people that loves going along for the ride with Science Sound every single month. Um, and we also have another one called Little White Lies, which was quite like quite a big um, inspiration for Panel by Panel, where what they do is they have like, again, it's similar to Science Sound in that like the back half of the magazine is is all like, you know, like a whole bunch of reviews of, I think, basically everything that comes out that month. Um, but what the front half is, is like a whole bunch of feature articles about a particular film that they really, really loved that mm-hmm. month. Um, so... It's it's yeah, it's like really in depth, but in a kind of weird, interesting way. And I wanted to do something that was kind of like both of those together. I wanted to take like the sort of like the feature essays 
um, around a particular film, like, like Little White Lies does. But I also want to take the kind of analytical writing and the interviews, in-depth interviews, and a lot of the kind of crafty stuff that gets put in sight and sound. And, and you know, they were the two things that I liked the most from both of those magazines. Um, the reviews, I guess, clearly, clearly I don't care for the reviews too much. But they're like, they're like the two bits I loved. And I was thinking, like, why can't, why don't we have that for comics? Because... You know, I, I, that's the stuff that I really like to read. Um, and we, there's not, I don't know where to find that in a, on a consistent basis for comics. And so I just wanted to do something where I would like to read it every month. That's basically, you know, it's just very selfish. Yeah. Um, and I, I was hoping that if I like to read it, because that's the thing with Strip Panel Naked, you know, I just did this stuff because I liked it. And then it turns out so did other people. So I just, in my head, I'm like, if I like panel by panel, then there might be a couple of other people that also kind of like it as well. And that was basically <laughs> the whole sort of, um, but that, that was that was where, where it came from. I mean, if you want the longer story, I can give you like why we got to that point in the first place <laughs> as well. But that was kind of like, that was like why it became, um, why I went to magazine as a, as a format. That's no, it's that awesome, makes, man. That makes sense. Yeah, and, you know, it makes perfect sense. Are you kidding me? I mean, and I think that's something that a lot of people, uh, especially creative people, if if they're writing or creating something, it's almost the simplest rule, but the hardest one to really understand is make things that you like, make things that you want to see or want to read or, or sort of want to partake of, uh, and the audience you know like the audience will find it right like you'll you'll find an audience for it if you're making something that you generally or genuinely feel is is missing that you want to be there um yeah and it's it's funny because with everyone it takes so long to actually like really figure that out yeah but uh, at the end of the day you know even if they don't find it then you've made like something that you like yeah i think that, that for me is like if if I can convince enough people every single month to write some stuff for this magazine, at the very least, I'm going to have a good time. Like, I'm, like, I'm going to get something <laughs> out of it. And I think that's the thing. Like, you know, we are not, we, you know, everyone is unique, but also we all, we all do like a lot of the same sort of stuff. Mm. Um, you know, there's a reason why like a, a, a big film gets seen by millions and millions of people. Cause we, we all do kind of like similar things. And what, and with a lot of this stuff, you'll, you'll take different things out of it. Like I'm sure there's people that will read panel by panel who maybe like prefer like some of the back matter stuff. Like maybe they just prefer like the creator on creator interviews or something. They think that's like their favorite bit. Mm-hmm. And there'll be some people who, you know, whose favorite bit is like the big interview at the start of the magazine. So like, th- even though these people will like the same sort of thing, there'll be different elements of it that they do like. So, you know, it's never going to be obviously like everyone likes every single thing the best every single time. But if you make something that, that you feel like you love, someone will love some part of that, I think. There, there will be those other people that do it. I mean, the, the hard thing is finding the people, right? I mean, that's yeah. the that's the difficult thing. When you've made it, it's then kind of going like, okay, well, like, how do I find you people that also <laughs> love this stuff? Um, but yeah, yeah. Try, yeah, I I, that was a, a, a tangent. Sorry, that was no, that dude. Was... I mean, come on, it's a podcast. You know, tangents are, are <laughs> fully welcome. Uh, yeah, I, I I completely understand that. As somebody who, I mean, this this podcast has been going for shit, going on like over two and a half years now. And the first year of that, like we were we were basically just speaking into a void. Uh, like we had no <laughs> idea how to find an audience, and which was probably good though, because our first like I don't know hundred episodes weren't great um (laughs) and so it's it is kind of funny we're always our harshest critics though as well that's fair um yeah (laughs) 
Uh, I was glad that, like, for some reason, when on iTunes, when it hits a hundred episodes, like, for some, and I know not every podcast is this way, but for some podcasts, once it gets over a hundred, iTunes just stops registering any of the older episodes before that hundred mark. <laughs> and so it's nice because every time I release a new episode, an old one just disappears from iTunes. And I'm like, yes. It's just like, it's just like 50 blank episodes. Yeah, it's like it, it, it starts like my podcast on iTunes just starts at like episode 40 now. And I'm like, you know what? Like, that's fine. I don't I don't really want people to, to go back before that. Um, that's, a, that's a good milestone, though. Two and a half. That's a, that's a long time. Man. It is a long that's time. That's good. It's crazy. And I've got there's three other podcasts that are about to join our, our website that's uh it's it's like it's this weird thing where I I it's probably you probably have the same thing where initially you're like oh I can add this many things to my current list of things that I do uh, <laughs> and then after you get there and you're actually doing them you're like oh wow this is this is hard I I've been, I've been banned from doing that now uh, so my <laughs> my girlfriend has told me that I have to work on like a like a one on one system so like if I take a new thing on. I have to make sure I don't do another. Like I have to take one thing off that I'm already doing. That's a good so, rule. Like, yeah, so I, I think I've probably broken it like a handful of times. But <laughs> for, as a as a general rule, it's probably a good place. Uh, it's probably a good thing to keep in in mind. Well, for me anyway, it's a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's I I wish that uh, somebody had had given me that advice at some point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. So with your your magazine, uh, you know, you talk about sort of like finding people to to contribute and all that stuff, and and I'm I'm curious as well, like when you first started this, when you decided this was a thing that you wanted to do, uh, and before you've announced it, how did you go about putting everything together? You know, assembling people and and figuring out the format. Like, what was that sort of journey like for you? Um, that yeah, man. I so I started in April. Mm-hmm. Uh. This is this is the thing I see. This is the thing I always forget to do because it's like I know there'll be questions like this, but in, and like a good a good uh, interviewee would have like had to think about this beforehand of how to answer it. It's all but good. But now, now now I'm just thinking of it like on the spot. But it's good. Okay, <laughs> so I, I started. I think I decided it was like early mid April. I think I decided uh, that I was going to try and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had been sent a copy of um, Beautiful Canvas by uh, Ryan K. Lindsay, who's the writer of that, um, which was our, our book for our first issue. Yeah. Um, and he was just kind of sending it around. You know, he, it had been picked up and everything like that. And he was just kind of doing like the preview rounds. Um, and I really, really liked that. I really, really liked that, that um, comic. And I was thinking about like if there was a way I could do something about it. And uh, it just kind of it, like collided at the same time that I was thinking about this magazine sort of concept. It all kind of came together at the same time. Mm. And um, I was like, okay, well, let's like let's just do like let's just do this thing and try it. And I kind of pitched it to Ryan and said, you know, this is because I didn't have anything to show him, obviously. Yeah. But I was like, you know, this is this is uh, what I want to do. Like this is the idea of this magazine, and we'd love to use your comic as the first one. Um, he knew my, he knew my, like, you know, like he knew strip how naked and stuff like that. So he was kind of, he was really keen about it. He was really, really excited about it. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. And so then it was just trying to figure out like, well, who, like sketching people to write about it. And I knew I wanted to try and as much as possible, get like people that worked on the book involved in it. So the interview made a lot of sense anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but then I asked uh, Trina Farrell, who's the colorist for that book. Um, she's fantastic. She's done so many cool books. I asked her if she'd take, if she'd like be interested in writing something for that. And, you know, I'd sp- I've spoken to Trina before and I think pro- that probably helped. It was looking that she was the colorist. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, it's just kind of like you like spoke to her about it, and uh, and then the uh, and I think I just put a shout out maybe for the final piece because um, it was um, uh, Laura Fagan wrote a piece for it, uh, and then Dennis wrote the other piece. So Dennis Camp is someone I'd like, yeah, I'm just like a friend. I've been, spe- I've been speaking to Dennis near enough every day now for you know best part of a year so dennis is just always there uh, and he also he thinks about comics in a similar way to like that i do so um i asked him if he'd kind of come on and write a piece as well um like that, that those bits those bits were fairly simple like that they, they didn't require too much um worrying about but it was it was the the sort of the back half bits mm. which were the bits that i was uh that i was like a little bit worried about um because it was like finding who like who do i find for um like the craft corner bits you know i knew i wanted to have someone write about um their part of the process mm-hmm. um and i knew i had this kind of i can't remember what magazine i saw it in but there was a magazine everything is lifted from something else but there was a magazine i saw that i think it might have been a video game magazine and it talked about like the best endings in video games or something and that was always like this final column mm-hmm. um and i was i always loved that as a concept i always thought that was really good fun because it, it, it's kind of like definite but also like really flexible yeah and that was what all the all the sort of back-end material was designed to be in that in that regard like it was all the same thing but different mm. that's that's a really bad way of describing it <laughs> hey same, like, same but like, different is uh is a, a very uh common thing in the creative world yeah so it's like it's like every every sort of every sort of bit of it right the comic showcase the craft corner the creator on creator the five interviews uh, five questions with and the final thoughts that's that's always the same every issue but like they should be so free or free or wide enough that they can be different every single time. Mm-hmm. So we've had like a ditch of Bidikar who I adore and he taught, he's taught me so much about lettering. So I asked him if he would write a piece uh, about his lettering for craft corner. And he also then asked me if he could write a piece for final thoughts when I pitched him that, what was happening with that. And he was like, I've got an idea. I'd love to write something for that. And it was like, well, that's great because that should save me. <laughs> you know, finding, <laughs> save me finding someone else. That's good. Um, and then, uh, you know, five questions with Ibrahim Mustafa again. There, it, was all, it was basically all people I'd spoken to already, mm-hmm. um, and I was somehow just able to convince them to write some stuff for this thing that didn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, you know, I, I, I said to someone else the other day, I basically traded in all my favors. Right, like if this didn't work. And if if it wasn't any good, then I'd probably no one would ever speak to me again because I really went hard on like you know because we had people like Declan Shalvey and stuff writing for the showcase and it's like if this just if this just fall like fell apart and failed like that was probably it yeah um, but luckily it sort of all came together um, and then once we got the first one done. Uh, we had actually something to show people. So that was it. Like once I got the first one, I could show it, send it off to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I could show them, you know, for issue two, I'm thinking I'd, I'd love you to do this and do this and blah, blah, blah. And people kind of were really, really responsive to it. And that's, I still don't, can't quite get over that. Like <laughs> how, how good people have been about, you know, wanting to be involved in it. Like Dave Gibbons, when Dave Gibbons yeah. straight away said he would be five questions with for issue three, I, that blew my mind. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. And then obviously, you know, for issue four, we're doing uh, Mr. Miracle. And that just came out of nowhere. I still don't quite know how that happened. Um, yeah, I was wondering that myself. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I have no idea. Uh, I, uh, it just it just sort of happened. But it's like, um, you know, as we, as we were just saying, it's like, I think I created something that like I loved. And I'm just I'm just thankful that like other people have ended up really liking it as well. And it really has just been people just being amazing. And I think that's the thing about these communities, like the comic community as a whole, you know, mm-hmm. 
people are people are entrenched in this and they're, and they're part of it and they want to give back in some in some way or they want to do something and they want to keep writing about it because it, because it's just stuff that like is exciting to us as comic fans and, and comic creators like mm. we all love this stuff and it's been very easy to, to, to kind of convince people to get involved in it it's so much easier than i ever thought it would be <laughs> yeah it's 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 like it feels like that you're you're kind of like you've just got momentum now and it's like well the it would require more effort to stop it than it would to keep it going almost in a way like you know uh i wish i wish that was true <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i it's it's it kind of it's rolling now and that's 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 been really fun to see it kind of just like get going um yeah it's like it's like and each one it's just exciting as well every single time because that's the fun thing about doing like a magazine is it's like you know it's not like a website where you, it's just constant it's i mean it is constant but it's not like uh the, the need to quickly get everything out like constantly every single day let's get new content get new content for this yeah. it's kind of like i can create like a little thing and i can take my time with it as much as a month allows um and <laughs> Can, I can create this little thing, and it's like it's that's just so much fun. I just love doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. No, it's... I don't know if that makes sense. You know what I mean? It's like you, you're like making a thing, as opposed to like an ongoing. That's that doesn't make any sense <laughs> in my head. In my head's like, yeah, Hassan, you nailed explaining that, but I don't. I, no, I, I, I don't, yeah, I, I get you. It's it's like you you have time to to you know assemble it and and you know like. Yeah kind of put everything together rather than just like making sure that you're trying to keep up with like the sort of you know the news cycle or the you know the content stream yeah yeah, yeah exactly and it kind of it exists it's almost like it exists like out of time because mm-hmm. there's not really anything in it um that dates it in any particular way like the, the, we don't really do reviews or anything like that so there's nothing and granted like you know it comes out on the day that the books come out but also, there's nothing to date it because you could just go back and read, uh, you know, when, if you got the beautiful canvas trade or whatever, you could just go back and read it and nothing would feel out of date. And I, like, I, I want, it's almost like a mini time capsule where, I know because time capsule is dated. It's the opposite of a mini <laughs> time capsule. It's an anti-time capsule uh, where, yeah, everything's like, I like the idea that like if you pick up, you know, if, if when we got to issue 25, you could pick up issue 25 and still go back, back and pick up issue one and it wouldn't feel like, you know, uh, oh, this isn't relevant anymore. Like, I, I really want it to, to be like that. I want it to be like this kind of ongoing thing that just each issue still exists as a whole. Yeah, it's it's uh, to use the the dumb marketing term. It's evergreen in a in a pretty major way. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that. I'm writing that down. <laughs> uh, so what in terms of like you know in terms of your your process on the magazine the things that that you do have you found uh that you kind of have a, a favorite and least favorite part of putting it together oh 100 percent. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the the worst part of it is doing the proofreading like that is that is like i would never like you know if, if all i ever did was proofread i would never i would never want to make this magazine ever again but the proofreading is so it's because it's like by the point it's almost like by that point i've read everything like seven times mm-hmm. and it's like and it's like i'm not there's nothing new now it's like you know what i mean like that at that point it's like the excitement is just oh that's a typo i better fix that <laughs> but there's do you know what i mean there's no there's not i'm not like looking for anything i'm not like designing anything i'm not i'm, there's, I'm just like yeah oh yeah that sentence doesn't quite make sense we'll probably just rewrite that it's like oh <laughs> it's the sort of 
It's and it's it's hard to be kind of horrible because it's it's almost like the most necessary step. It's like it's so important. Yeah. And it's like the most mind-numbing part of the whole thing. And I'm sure there's people out there that are like that just have some weird love of proofreading. But wow, that is not that is not for me. <laughs> so that's that, that's hundred percent the worst part of it. And I hope and it's like and what's worse is like is the fear of like someone messaging me like after it comes out going like oh there's so many typos. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've gone through this so many times. That's the, the fear is that like there's a typo in every single article, and I just hope if it happens, just people just don't tell me about it because I don't know how to handle it. Um, I, so that's the worst. Part. I was I was kind of just just thinking like as a, a quick aside before we get there. I've actually had a couple of times where people have sent me you know like the preview copies of their comics, and. Yeah. I will notice a couple of typos, and so like rather than saying, "Hey, there's some typos," first I'll ask, "Hey, has this gone to print yet?" <laughs> and then, yeah. based on that answer, I'll uh, let them know or not. Because if it's already <laughs> gone to print, I'm not going to bother like telling them something to make them stress about. Yeah, that's um, that's, that's very nice of you. That's, <laughs> that's super nice of you. Um, um, no, the be- the best part is um, the best part is like figuring it all out. I think that's my favorite part is. It's kind of like looking at because uh, I so I have like a little spreadsheet and it kind of has each each sort of element laid out for for the for the issues, and the fun part is like looking at it and going okay you know issue six we need a uh, five questions with and then just kind of going like who who can I get to do this like who who would I love to ask five questions with or like for the craft corner it's like looking at the craft corner and being like okay we need a craft corner for February who who would I love to you like to write about their process and what about their process would i love for them to write about mm. and then that's just like and that's how i do it so i it's really just all built on like who's who do i think would be super interested um and then i just get the fun of like you know edging sort of hedging my bets against rejection <laughs> so they, they want to do it um and the, the little adrenaline rush when they say yes but yeah that's always the fun i really like that part just kind of like because that's the part where it, where it's all magic. That's the part where it's like none of it's ready yet, mm-hmm. and it's all just it's all just imagination at that stage, and it's all just like chance. And it's like, will this work? And will this go well? And will this be interesting and stuff? And it's like that little bit. There's a there's a little spark of magic right before it all comes crashing down to reality. <laughs> and that bit's really fun. I mean, it's uh, yeah, you gotta stay up in the clouds, you know, and just <laughs> float up there without uh, having to yeah. crash. Um, and so what what's what's like surprised you most about the process like is there has there been any element that like you just absolutely didn't expect whatever like come up or, or anything like that we um yeah i think i think the like the dc thing was was just really kind of mind-blowing um, yeah, so how, how did that happen what like where where did that come from honestly i, <laughs> I genuinely have no idea uh <laughs> It's just it just came up in an email, um, and you know it was a book I I'm in love with. I love Mr. Miracle. Oh my god! Um, and that well, I think I think we began talking about it before the first issue came out, even maybe mm. um, of Mr. Miracle. I mean, I mm. think that's what happened. Uh, we've been we, you know it's been we've been chatting about it for a while, um, uh, and yeah, like that was kind of like you know. I have there's dream books for this stuff and I've spoke to a bunch of people who work on it and like you know these are the books I would love to talk about if if the stars aligned and that was like always one of my dream that was like the number one dream book like every single time um I love I love Mitch Jarrett's work uh I love Tom King's work um 
talked about like a bunch of his stuff on strip Al makers if that wasn't <laughs> obvious um yeah and I, those two together i think is super 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 interesting and like their stuff on sheriff of babylon was just so good and i was really oh, excited yeah. about them doing that yeah right and i was really excited about them doing that with the superhero book um and it just looked from all the previews it just looked it just looked interesting like I don't know if you felt the same way about oh. seeing it, but it, there was just something about it that just looked good. Yeah, for like from the moment, and and like Matt and Rachel, my my uh, co-hosts on this show, like they are so sick of me talking about Mister Miracle because like ever since the first preview <laughs> came out, I was like, oh my god, I gotta read this. This is so freaking nuts. Like, and then like you know each issue that comes out, I'm like, oh guys, look at this panel. But no, you don't understand. Like it's, he's with the texture right here, and what's the tape over the eyes? You know what I mean? <laughs> right yeah it's, there's, there's yeah. so much and that's the fun thing about it is like there's so much to it and it's like you know i think with tom king it's it's interesting like because he doesn't really write that many books a month no i was thinking about because i've been going through vision again recently and i was thinking about that like with vision like i think at the time he was like only writing vision and it's like and i think you can really tell that like you know it, it really does come through on the work i think now he's doing mr miracle batman and he's doing a new that new one that hasn't been announced yet. He's yeah, been hinting at it. the one that so everyone thinks doing... is like a Rorschach comic yeah, with like Jason Fabok. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so he's doing three now. But he's if you read Batman, it's like there's still a lot of stuff that's just happening in that. That he's it's like you can tell it's someone who's interested by in in like the formalities of, of comic uh, work or comic writing. Yeah. Um. So it's always good when you see someone like that because that's all you can you know you've got a lot to talk about with that sort of stuff. Oh, um, totally. so yeah it was just that that was just so surprising and uh like honored that it happened honored that like it was on anyone's radar enough for them to even want to you know talk about it happening in the first place yeah that's awesome um, yeah so that that to like genuinely no as i say we've been talking about this for like a long time with them and even to this day i still can't quite believe that it's happening <laughs> that's <good. laughs> That's awesome, man. I and so I'm assuming then for for that uh, for that issue. I mean, you guys like are, you have basically full like interviews with all of the creators involved and everything. Like you're going full in depth on uh, on Mr. Miracle. Yeah, there's a really long um, there's a really long interview uh, at the moment. Um, <laughs> it's quite it's quite in depth. Like my interview, my because so what I do is I just uh, I do it so because I know the interview is going to be kind of in depth. Mm-hmm. Um, probably maybe like a little bit too long so i put them into like a google doc and let people kind of answer them at their own at their own speed mm. um and, and we're usually kind of working fairly far in advance uh it's never usually just like um uh like a, it's never usually like you know one issue's finished and it's like oh god what we're we gonna do for the next one like i i, I kind of know what we're gonna do for until issue six so i know what we're, what we're doing for the next sort of three issues oh wow um so yeah and maybe even for seven so we're, I'm trying to work as far in advance as possible. That's my the one thing life has taught me <laughs> in every regard <laughs> is I'm I'm I work function much better when I'm, when I plan. So I'm a much I'm very much a planner. Um, so yeah, so it's it's and it's kind of you know like at, at your own leisure kind of get into this stuff. Um, so it'll be with Tom and Mitch, uh, and yeah, it's kind of just touching on like a bunch of stuff. Um, if you've read any of the other ones or if you know anything about like what I do, then it, you'll probably not be surprised that it's not it's not like I'm trying not to do questions that you might have seen a bunch anywhere, like everywhere else. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff about like art styles, and you mentioned like the tape and stuff um, yeah. in like physical elements of, of the art that's in there. Like there's a bunch of stuff about that and oh. framing and color choices and all this kind of stuff that we want to get in there. Um, 
And I think that I think this issue because I got obviously understandably for this issue I got like a bunch of pictures, mm-hmm. uh, more than normal. Um, so I've kind of added like an extra article, or I think just I think maybe just an extra one. Yeah, I think just an extra one mm-hmm. um, to it. Ooh, no, it might be an extra two actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be like a particularly long uh, episode uh, issue. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it might it might hit like a hundred pages potentially this one. Wow. Which is. Just yeah, it's, it's pretty stupid, really. But that's amazing, I, though. I mean, and it's like also, the picture sounded the picture sounded too good for me to say no to. That was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, you know, for the most part, it's uh, it's digital, so it's not like the page count's really gonna gonna you know hurt you that much. Uh, however, I mean, think think about the proofreading. Oh, oh my, oh, that's <laughs> true, actually. Yeah, what are you thinking? What are you thinking, man? <laughs> you just oh, shot it's, it's, it's always left till so late as well like i know it'll be like it comes out on a wednesday and i know like tuesday evening i'll be like staring at this hundred page document like oh god yep that's <laughs> that's how i always am with like with podcasting especially it'll be like the night before the episode's supposed to come out and i'll be like oh i have three hours until it's supposed to be up i guess i'll start editing now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's i don't know why we do it to ourselves but there's something about it there's yeah. something about it it's like yeah you just always wait for that last uh last moment <laughs> Um, like maybe like if i leave it long enough it might proofread itself like <laughs> i think that's that's what's like in the back of my head is like maybe the world will do it for me like, yeah something will just happen it never does <laughs> it never does but no that hope. um it's it's uh it's so and kind of speaking of the the print thing because you know it's mostly a digital magazine however uh it looks like for is it for thought bubble that you're putting together uh a bunch of print copies of uh panel by panel yeah so i did that um i did like like oh, not very many honestly only like 25 of each of the first three mm. um i did what i did what i did do is i had like a stack of issues that were like mine so i could <laughs> own some <laughs> and then i had a stack that was like the the, the thought bubble stack mm. and then at some point between you know living and then going to thought bubble those two stacks just became one stack and i didn't <laughs> i did not realize that and i came home to find out i was like i've sold them all or i've given them to people and i haven't kept any for myself <laughs> so i think there'll be i think there'll be another print run a very 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 short print run maybe because i've had you know a, print, a bunch of people online have kind of been interested in the print copy the print copies are really really nice as well mm. um and yeah a bunch of people have been interested in the print copies it's just financially to the quality I want them to be, you know, like I want them to feel really nice. Um, and that's what I've got because I've sent, I, I, I sent a few out to people uh, and the feedback has been that everyone, A, that they're way heftier than anyone ever like expected them to be, which also surprised me. <laughs> but B, be like the quality of them is like the, the print, the quality of the prints are really, really nice. And it's like, I want them to be nice. I'm very much like, you know, it's like my little thing, my little baby. So it's like, I don't want them to just be like cheap, cheaply printed to bring the cost down. Um, I want them to be like a beautiful thing. You like really like love to own and hold. Yeah. But, and, but you know, then that costs money. So it's not really like viable for me to start doing print runs on them all yet, but maybe one day. Yeah. I mean, I, for me personally, I'm I'm fine having it digital. I mean, obviously, like if if there were a print copy available for me to buy, I would for sure buy that. Uh, yeah. But I think it works very well as a digital magazine. I mean, like especially like with all those pages and stuff, it's kind of nice. Uh, like I mean, what's what's happened a couple of times now is like I'll be out at like a coffee shop or something like that, just like doing some writing, and you know, you get to that point where you're like, all right, I just needed like a distraction for a while. 
And it's kind of nice just having those magazines like sitting on my computer because it's <laughs> it's been a few times now where I'm like, uh, like I need a distraction from writing. Oh, yeah, I've got, you know, like I'm not done with that issue of panel by panel yet. I'll go back and read some of that or like, you know, I don't know. It's it's nice having oh, it wherever cool. you're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's, it's kind of designed in a way where it, it, it's like readable on any device. That was the idea. It's like. There's very few pages that are really like text intense, mm-hmm. um, and I try and break it up with images and stuff like that. Like I'm very aware of that, the fact that most people will be reading on like a tablet or even a phone or a laptop or whatever. Mm-hmm. I try, I, you know, for the, I try and make it an experience. Uh, you can tell me that. <laughs> you can tell me if you think it is, but I try and make yeah. it like a kind of an enjoyable experience to read. No, I, I think it's a great experience to read, and it is. It is very, very well designed too. I'll say that. Like it's, it's very, very well packaged. It all like from page one to the last page like it always looks very clean and polished um and is it so do you do all of the like sort of design layout stuff yourself so this is the this is the secret right okay uh to to good design uh no so what i did was i i as with most of like how i've uh whenever i've had to like make a website or or whatever a lot of what i do is like i'll i'll get like a template and i'll just i'll just make it modified to what i needed to be okay so this was a this, this was just like a really minimalist uh template uh for a for a magazine um and then it probably was a waste of money because like it came with you know it comes with like a whole bunch of like page layouts and i just deleted all of them um and then just used basically the header and footer uh <laughs> um and yeah looking back on it, it doesn't seem like a wise choice actually thinking about it but um yeah i so it's it's like 90 it's, you know like 90 percent of it is kind of just it, is kind of like what I do to it every every month, and there's kind of like the underlying sort of bones of it was uh, based on this template. But the thing that I find with that stuff is it's like it's almost like writing, where even though for this stuff it's like I'm just putting in content that other people have sent me um, for the most part or whatever, and uh, putting in images that already exist. It was like when I was when I opened like InDesign and I was was first like thinking about it, that it was just so scary. I was sat, you know, you know, when you write and you just sat staring at like a blank piece of paper. Oh yeah, and you're like, terrifying. and you're like, how how do I fill this? Like, I don't know anything. Like, I don't, I've got no ideas. Nothing means anything anymore. And it was like, I was like that. I was like staring at this at this blank page, like having like an existential crisis. Like, I, like I couldn't do anything. And and then I bought this template and I like deleted, like opened it up, deleted loads of stuff, and I was like, whew, okay. Like now I can start. Now it's not scary anymore. Um, yeah, it was just a weird. Like I just, I kind of like needed it, like emotionally. <laughs> such, a weird, <laughs> such a weird thing, but you know, it it just meant that I could start rather than like have to figure it out, the design, and then start. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that makes uh, that makes perfect sense. Um, what's I'm just scared of large sheets of white paper. <laughs> I'm the same way, man. Like it's because it's just like you don't, you can't see the shape of it when there's nothing there. You know, you can't see like the direction or anything. You have to. You know, it's it's it's. I mean, to relate it to like, uh, you know, to to soccer, or I guess you know, football to to you people over in that weird part of the world that's every other part <laughs> except people. America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's. I mean, it's it's like kicking a ball, right? Like it's you have to decide the direction that ball is going to go in order to get any results out of it. But when the ball's just yeah. sitting there, you could approach it from any angle, right? Like, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And know. you want to get rid of that step straight away. I want to just be kicking the football. Like I don't <laughs> want to be worrying about the direction. I just want to like wallop the football. And that was like, that was like how I felt about it. It's like, I don't want to, you know, that's the thing with writing, isn't it? It's like, 
that's why obviously people, you know, if you're writing prose or whatever, or you're writing a story that you, a lot of the time you kind of like try and structure it beforehand. Yeah. Um, or, or you do what I do, which is you just start writing and then you worry about like fixing it later because it's like the fear of like, what's this going to be is too much to begin with. And I need totally. to remove all of that um as much as possible before i can start yeah otherwise it just brings like otherwise it's just i can't deal with it. i just have to go out for a, a long walk and calm down <laughs> i hear you as like as we're speaking i have this giant cork board in front of me with just like all of these like structure <laughs> notes that are all pinned up and yeah i i know exactly what you mean i still haven't been able to decide if i enjoy just like starting uh first and just figuring it out later or or painstakingly plotting beforehand it's a tough thing to figure out uh, yeah, so for some, me, sometimes it's, it's like sometimes it's 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 usually one or the other, um, but it's like both have worked for me. Yeah, but I, like, I've done once where I've done what like I did a screenplay for um, a film uh, that I think is coming out this year or next year, oh, and um, that was that because that was kind of like an adaptation of a novel, and like for that I really needed to like break everything down like same with you like on a court it was basically like a court board with like a ton of sticky notes and um, you know, like yellow like yellow post-it notes like yep. so many of them, like same. layered over layered over layered and then for some stuff i've literally just like some stuff i'm like i have like a scene in my head and i don't know what what anything else is yet mm. but i just if i can write that scene then it might then it kind of starts to make sense to me and i can figure it out from there and then i go back and re-edit that so it's like but it's like sometimes you just need the thing to get going, and yeah, for this totally. I just really needed I just really needed the template to get going. Yeah, it's it's it it yeah like de- depending on what it is, sometimes the outline is absolutely necessary. Um, yeah. So is there have has there been like a and and I mean th- this is usually the case, but like in any type of instruction or or analysis or anything like that, it tends to be that the. Uh, you know, the person doing that analysis or whatever ends up being the person probably learning the most from whatever they're analyzing. Um, and I'm wondering with panel by panel, has there been like a, a big sort of like, uh, aha moment or kind of like thing that you've learned about comics since, uh, starting panel by panel that you just didn't expect? There's loads of stuff. Um, there's loads of stuff in like, well, cause when I read everyone's articles, uh, particularly for like the feature ones, mm-hmm. um, when I read those, it's like it's like every single month I've kind of read read them and been like, oh wow, oh that's so cool. <laughs> like oh, I did not think about like in the latest one for Savage Town, um, Lonnie Nadler who wrote the Dregs uh, wrote a piece about um, Limerick where Savage Town is set, like as a character in the book. And there was a couple of little bits where it was like because we talk we talk about this stuff beforehand, like you know we so we everyone can get get, get like a sense of what they're working on sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I very briefly had spoken to Lonnie about it, and I was like, you know, I know like there's a real big sense of, of of character in here, and a real big sense of like location being really really important, and like where you're from being really really important in this book. Um, and you know, I've seen all this stuff, and I kind of like you know was, like, we were chatting back and forth, like I've noticed this, I've noticed this, yeah yeah yeah, yeah blah blah blah. And then he sent in his article, and there was one bit where. Um, have you read Have you read Savage Town? Uh, I haven't read it yet, actually. It's sitting on my bookshelf right now. Right. I would try to explain this without spoiling everything. <laughs> um, there's a There's a moment when a character points to um, like a lit like where they live, and there is a literal like wall between bef- between where they live and where the book is set. And that that literal wall has so much it like that says so much about the character and the character's background, the character's history and the character, the character's motivation. And it's and it's it's kind of almost really obvious because he's put like the kids pointing to this place, to this this house. Mm-hmm. 
and the wall, but it's almost like he's pointing to the wall. And I didn't, I just didn't see it. And I read this article and it was like, you know, when you like, it's almost like when you um, see a magic trick happen, right? And then you read like, you read afterwards, like how it's done. And you go, oh, you yeah. can't go like, how was I so stupid to not see that? It was like one of those moments where I was like, how, how did I not get that, man? Like, how, how was I so stupid to have missed that? And it's such, yeah, that, that, that happens like at least once every single issue, <laughs> like all the time. That's amazing. And I, I, I think that's the sign that, uh, that you've got a, a real meaty product, if, if you will, like that, that there's so much in there that every time you get an issue in that you, you know, even organizing the whole thing, you're still kind of seeing new things or like discovering new things about it. Yeah, that's 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 kind of the fun part. Like as a, you know, as I said like way too many times already. Like for me, it's like I just I just love reading this as well, and uh, it's always fun to get these things in from people who's um, who I really really like the writing of. Yeah, uh, and kind of seeing what they do with it, and it's like. I always like to have, like, you know, we we talk about the the, the articles they want to write and stuff. But I don't like to know too much because I, I want to I want I want to read it as well. You know, I want to I'm like the first audience for it. And I want to be the first audience for it. And I I want to get like swept away by the writing. And I want to get like uh, wrapped up in the, in the in the ideas they're presenting and all this stuff. And I want to get a bit carried away with it. And it's like I that, I love that bit so much. I love getting the articles in and reading them. Like they always get me so excited. Yeah. No, and that's it's. I, I'm excited every time I see you uh, post a new a new magazine, and like especially for the Savage Town one, I've read bits and pieces of it, but I'm like still waiting to read that until I read Savage Town, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. type thing. And so it's 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 nice, kind of like having those those magazines with with so much content in them that I'm like, okay, I can you know once I read this, then I can go back and sort of like explore it and find out more about what I just read and uh, and, and all that's, that stuff. That's exactly. Yeah, and that's exactly the point. And it's like I, I want it to be like you go read a book, a comic book, and you really like the comic book, and you kind of think like, because um, that's how my brain works. Like if I go see a film that I really, really like, the, immediately like the next step for my brain is to go like, should, we should totally read some more stuff about that film, man. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, brain, that sounds awesome. My brain's like, yeah, let's let's go do let's let's go sit in front of a computer, man, and Google some stuff. And I'm like, yeah. And, and, <laughs> And and you know we have like a mental high five and uh, uh, me and my brain we're good best friends hell yeah and, and like that's yeah so that's and I want uh, and I want like that for comics and so that's all you know that's all it's ever been like I love I love that stuff and it, uh, Savage Town was really fun as well because for the previous two uh, issues we've done the first issue right we've done Beautiful Canvas issue one and then we've done Red Lines issue one and that was it um, but for Savage Town it's essentially four four or five issues. Level, yeah. like long you know it's like it's 110 pages or whatever it is and then so there's a, it's really neat to dive into and you know for mr miracle we've got the first two three issues to talk about um for the book we're doing after that we've got a couple of issues to talk about for the book after that fingers crossed we've got like a, a full six issues to talk about um wow. so i really like that i really like the idea of trying to do it um you, I, you know sometimes you kind of want to get on the, on the on the crest of a wave of like a book you really really love but at the same time it's like a book we're doing for November's issue, I love. I think it's amazing. But I, I also wanted to wait for the second issue because that's a big part of why it's so good is what happens between issues. And so it's like, I want to be able to talk. I don't want to have to like, I don't want to do like issue one of the thing and then read issue two and be like, oh man, like I really wish I, want, I really want to write about that too. So for, I think we're going to try or I'm going to try as much as possible kind of uh, leaning more towards uh, books. That I've got a couple of issues out or a trade or something like that. Cause it's so much, it's so much fun as well to, to dive into something really meaty. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to kind of seeing, especially like you give that little tease and I'm like, Oh, new comic but issue two must have just barely come out and so what kind of comic out there is there that's like really really good and then between the issues, like i'm like trying to put together the pieces in my head issue one issue one isn't out yet 
for that. Oh. So it comes, issue one comes out. Ah, uh, uh, no, I see, I can't give it. It comes out in October. <laughs> I was going to say the date, but it comes out in October. Uh, and then, yeah, we're going to launch uh, Panel by Panel issue five with the second issue of that, which comes out in November. Hello. But you'll find out. You'll find out I'll, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll when find Mr. Miracle issue comes out, because we'll, I'll announce it then anyway. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll um, just tell you after this. I'll just tell you after the, after the podcast. Yeah, secret info. <laughs> 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 um, so so for the people listening, because uh, I, I, I want to talk about uh, Under the Hood and, and Strip Panel Naked and a bunch of other just general, you know, has-brain has stuff. Um, yeah. But for panel by panel, where where can the the listeners go and check that out and kind of delve into the the crazy world of analyzing comics? Um, so you can find it at panelbypanel.com, dot com. But because of the name of the magazine, that's panelxpanel dot com, <laughs> all in one word. Um, it's better design. Can, yeah, <laughs> panel x panel, um, and you can or you can go um, uh, gumroad dot com slash panel x panel is that correct i think so yeah i'll take a look real quick oh, do you need do you need to have an l in there do you know this is what i mean about being prepared <laughs> i think it's <laughs> yes it's gumroad.com slash panel x panel yeah there you go um so you can find them all on there as well uh each issue the first issue was two dollars for it was like 85 86 pages worth of content mm-hmm. um issues issue two onwards is two dollars fifty but you can also subscribe um, for two dollars fifty a month, and Gumroad just kind of takes care of it, and then you just get emailed an issue every time it comes out. Um, so yeah, we've done we've done issues on we've done issue on beautiful, beautiful canvas, we've done issue on Redlands, Savage Town, Mister Miracles coming up. But also, you know, if you're kind of like listening to that and thinking like, well, none of those books maybe take my fancy. Um, there's also a solid like forty plus pages of content that isn't related to those issues uh, yeah. in the back end. That's, you know, interviews with, like, Rob Williams, who wrote Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. with Ibrahim Mustafa, who's doing the new James Bond book, with um, Dave Gibbons, who drew Watchmen. Um, the new one's got Kelly Thompson, who wrote Hawkeye, or still writing Hawkeye. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there's, and you know, you've got there's interviews with um, Elsa Charettia, Chris uh, Brunner, Chris Weston. Um, there's, there's, there's tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of, like, extra content in there, and comics, and loads and loads and loads of stuff. So... Don't, it's not just about those comics. It's it's a lot about those comics, but it's a lot about just comics generally as well. Yeah, and I like like I said to sort of uh, uh, speak further to to Has's point. Like I still haven't read Savage Town, so I've been avoiding the Savage Town parts of issue three, uh, but have still definitely enjoyed reading like you know page after page after page of of tons of other stuff of other you know comics related stuff about things that are entirely different that you know i have read or i'm not worried about spoilers for um (laughs) uh but yeah it's panel by panel is great i think anyone anyone listening right now that enjoys our creator interviews on this show uh panel by panel is certainly the type of of thing for you um yeah it's great i don't know i i freaking love the thing i'm i'm excited to (laughs) I'm, I'm excited that someone is out like someone is out there making this like independent uh awesome comics magazine and and you also seem to have like started this like reinvigoration into comics magazines because not only did uh image plus kind of reformat and and you know sort of <laughs> adjust itself after uh after panel by panel started coming out but wizard also announced the return of wizard magazine <laughs> <laughs> like 
Yeah, I don't know if I can take. I don't know if I can take credit for that. I'm but, gonna give you credit. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll happily. I'll happily do it. Plus, you've got IDW. IDW is full bleed as well. Oh really? Um, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so it's 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 interesting. It's cool to see it because it's cool to see it kind of um, people look at it differently. Because I think you know that's the it's the problem with like internet journalism generally. I think is that you know you live and die by page clicks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is that impetus, like, you know, I was trying to, like, you know, really badly explain earlier about it's not about, like, putting content out, just constantly putting content out. And the problem with that model is if you if you keep doing that, you can't ensure the quality of each of those pieces is going to be really good. So yeah. some, you, just, you just have to accept by the very nature that some of that is just isn't going to be as strong. Um, but you have to you have to live and die by that model because that's just the way, you know, that's just the way the Internet has now worked. Like no one wants to pay for anything anymore. Well, that you know, that well, that was the argument, at least anyway. Um but what what I'm trying to hopefully what I'm trying to offer is different. And it's, it's it's different for stuff like Image Plus as well. Um, I, I, I what I like and what I'm glad as well is that we don't when none of us are really kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, you know, Power by Panel isn't really the same as Image Plus or Wizards or I mean, if it's the same as Wizards, I'll be surprised. Or <laughs> IDW. It's all quite. It's all quite different. I don't mean that derogatory towards wizards, but it's it's yeah. very different. It's very different in what in what it's trying to achieve. Yeah, no, they're um, more of so like a not... top ten lists type of place. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it's like you know, yeah, and we're not that. So we're it's it's we're very much not that. Again, <laughs> not that that's not, not there's anything wrong with that, but it's like that's just that's just not what you'll find in panel by panel. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't. I can't. I don't think I can take credit for it, but it's it's been quite interesting to see that revival. Um. Because we, everyone kind of just assumed it, it, it couldn't work like that anymore. Uh, I don't. I really don't think Power Panel is in any way big enough for anyone to have taken any notice of it at all in that regard. But it's know, quite man. weird. It's quite weird that they've all popped up at the same time. It is. It's. It's. You know. You could, if 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 you feel like being humble about it, you can call it synchronicitous uh, thinking. Uh, <laughs> however, I. I. There. There's. There's a tip of that iceberg, and I. I. The tip is pretty clear where it uh, where it came from to to me at least, because um, I mean it's like the comics community is small, and so yeah. when something happens yeah. that's like disruptive in the comics community, something that happens that's that's different than everything that's out there, uh, people, especially publishers, take notice, right? Like everyone kind of sees it, uh, regardless of like you know how many people are are actively engaged in it or whatever. They still kind of see it, and so I I would be shocked if somebody at wizard didn't see panel by panel and went hey wait a minute you know or image plus or whatever but anyway i i, I won't make you uh try and <laughs> take or defend that credit hey everybody just a quick interruption for our ad break and then right back to the interview uh this episode is brought to you by comic bento it's that time of year again when bento is haunted by ghouls goblins and other creatures of the night this ghastly collection takes you into the deepest darkest realms comics have to offer including one of the best reviewed scary books of recent memory that no one saw coming creep into the creatures of the night bento until the treats run out at midnight on october 31st I love Comic Bento. They are fantastic. Obviously, just getting a box of comics that uh, usually are very, very high quality stuff uh, without really even having to go to the store and figure out what you want to read. Um, just having it sent to you and put right in front of your face. Uh, I, I love it as a concept because it's often hard to venture outside of your typical sort of comfort zone with comics. Um, and so the idea of just relying on sort of this service to send you good stuff which they always do is fantastic um you can use the promo code savage at checkout if you go to comicbento.com 
You can use the promo code SAVAGE to save $5. Uh, you can use that for one box. You can use that for the 12-box subscription, whatever it is. Either way, promo code SAVAGE will get you $5 off. This episode is also brought to you by T-Blocks. Uh, if you go to tblocks.com, T-E-E-B-L-O-X.com, you can see all of the amazing stuff that they have to offer. Uh, they send you a t-shirt every month for $8.99, and that t-shirt can be, you know, Marvel, DC, Star Wars related, uh, lots of, you know, sort of like licensed properties like that. Or you can choose their uh, community uh, t-shirts where basically they get designs submitted to them from from their community of artists. And uh, so you can kind of get some like really cool, you know, one-off, unique, original art shirts. Uh, both options are fantastic. I personally love getting, you know, like a DC or Star Wars shirt or whatever because they're not usually like... They're not the stuff that you'd see at like Walmart or Target, right? Like they're awesome shirts that, uh, in in my opinion, are usually like the the better kind of, of licensed shirts. You know, I don't I don't want to walk around wearing a shirt that's like a giant Kylo Ren holding a lightsaber or something. I, I'm more of a, you know, Star Labs t-shirt type guy, you know, or Stark Industries t-shirt. And that's the type of stuff that you can get from T-Blocks. Uh, they have just those awesome, geeky sort of shirts that aren't in your face. You know what I mean? They, they keep it a little bit subtle or, or a little bit more obscure uh, so that you can still act like you're mostly a normal person uh, while still, you know, waving your geek flag. But if you go to tblocks.com, uh, use our promo code COOLTBX, that's C-O-O-L-T-B-X, uh, you can save 10%, you'll help support the show, and you'll start getting some really freaking cool geek t-shirts. Uh, all right, that's it for the ads. We'll go right back to the episode. So you also started, uh, and you know, we talked about Strip Panel Naked on the show before, and, and we'll talk about that a bit today, but you also started with uh, Kieran from Journey into Misery, a Watchmen minutia podcast where every week you analyze another page of Watchmen. <laughs> yeah, it's the problem with it is it sounds so stupid every time. <laughs> like we, like I ever talk to anyone about it, mm-hmm. it's like it's so like part of it. It's one of those weird things where it's like it's kind of a joke, but but like really not a joke. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like it's so stupid it can't not be a little bit of a joke. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean because uh like on on your guys first year episode Kieran mentioned that like part of the idea came from like the Star Wars minute guys you know going through minute yeah. by minute from Star Wars and we did a minute by minute podcast uh for for that website for the movies by minutes website um yeah. for Night of the Living Dead and so I I definitely understand the feeling of like hey this thing it sounds really dumb but it's kind of fun but like <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's super weird uh <laughs> it's definitely both of those things yeah it's 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 a lot of fun like it's kieran sort of had mentioned it to me uh, um a, a while ago um and this was one of those moments where my girlfriend was like you can't do it until you don't do something else <laughs> um so i had to drop some other stuff um to make room for it but i was really excited but i thought it sounded so much fun because you know I I really like talking about Watchmen um, and uh, any opportunity to, to dive into it in, in the way that we do. And the fun thing with Kieran is it's like we both have kind of like different, we both sort of bring different things to it. Absolutely. And the, I think the fun part for both of us is like we, we both kind of ended the rec- every recording session we've done on that kind of like going like I've been like, you showed me some really cool stuff, man. That I didn't know, or like you know, some history or some context of this stuff that I didn't realize before. Mm-hmm. And he's been like, oh yeah, and you've you picked out some of these storytelling things I didn't really know. And it's like we're, we're both because we don't really talk about what we want to talk about before we record, so we both have our own like separate points, That's and good. then we just record and talk. And it's like 
there's you'll you'll hear it on the episodes where like there'll just be bits where I'm like, oh my god, I <laughs> yes. didn't notice that. <laughs> I, and it's like that's that's just live me just getting excited about Watchmen. <laughs> there was one on uh, as we're recording this. It's the most recent episode, but when this episode comes out, there's probably like two more. Uh, but I was this morning as I was like getting myself caffeinated and needing some breakfast. I was like listening to. Uh, uh, the most recent, I think it was uh, number four, I think, like page four, the page where a comedian, uh, uh, where it shows what comedian, what happened to him. Um, and uh, there was like a, a moment when you guys are talking, and I can't even remember what he said, but Kieran said something, and you're like, oh my god, I never, like, I never noticed that. And uh, to me, like, anytime that you say I never noticed that about Watchmen, knowing how much like just from watching your videos like knowing how much you've read watchmen anytime you say that i'm like oh okay like that's that's crazy this this work you know 30 years later and, and however much analysis that has is done he's still seeing new stuff in it that's amazing yeah it's, it's happened like every single episode yeah um it's been it's been so much yeah it's been just like a ton of, like it's just fun like i just having like a lot of fun doing that um and it's one of those things where it's like Everything else I do, you know, in terms of like panel by panel or strip panel naked requires a lot of like um, work before you get to see it. Mm -hmm. So before I give, you know, before an issue goes out or before an episode goes out, there's, I end up having to do like a lot of stuff that just doesn't necessarily get seen Mm -hmm. um, to make those episodes or to make that magazine. Um, Whereas with Under the Hood, it's just like, I read the page of Watchmen. We we go on uh, the internet and we chat about it for a bit, and it's like <laughs> it's really refreshing. It's like it's like a really um, yeah. It's 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 almost like it's almost like reinvigorating sort of thing. It's like it doesn't really require a lot from me apart from just to enjoy Watchmen, mm-hmm. um, and I and I enjoy Watchmen a lot. So it's it's a really nice process. It's like really, which is probably why I like spend a lot of it like getting really excited because it's like it's just like a really like from start to finish the whole thing's like a really fun process. Yeah, Kieran edits them. Kieran Kieran has the worst job really because <laughs> he's got to actually put them together and everything. Um, but yeah, I, I I like I have an absolute blast doing that with Kieran. It's so much fun. That's awesome. Yeah, it's 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 been super fun to uh to listen to. I know um we, we on on this show and it was it was definitely my fault. Uh but at some point in the earlier episodes of this show, I decided that it'd be a good idea for us to uh to watch the Watchmen movie director's like ultimate cut. Uh yeah. watch the motion comic and read the comic like all in the same week to do like a super Watchmen <laughs> episode. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and so ever since that episode uh matt and rachel both my co-hosts they anytime watchman is brought up they just go <laughs> it's like, they can't even like talk about it anymore uh and so it's like it's the idea of of that podcast if i were to mention it to them would probably drive them insane uh but for <laughs> I, some... I reckon it will drive me and kieran insane before we get like before, probably probably before we finish the first issue it's it's super fun to listen to though because it it's like listening to people who are analyzing it that closely I think uh brings out new things about the comics medium and and really the genius of Watchmen as well um that you just never thought of before. I mean sh- like I'm listening to it you guys are like four or five pages in right now and already out out of four or five pages out of like a 200 and something page graphic novel uh it's already like oh my god this is crazy. Uh <laughs> so yeah. it'll be a fun journey. Um, like by 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 like page twenty five, it's just me and Kieran, just like monotone voices, just like oh, did you did you did you notice this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, that, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. that is how it got with our uh, Night of the Living Dead 
podcast. Like we we definitely <laughs> got to a certain point where we we're like, yep, and they're still sitting on a couch, and uh, <laughs> Barbara's not saying anything. She's playing with a doily. Yep. Okay. Uh, see you tomorrow. Like, <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll get there. We worked out. We worked out. It's gonna. Uh, I think it was something like eight years to do the whole like you know the all twelve issues. Yeah, you guys. So, you guys did a made made a uh, a bold choice in only releasing one a week because usually like the minutes by or the movies by minutes thing they'll do it like every weekday and so you guys are really taking the long burn on it. It's a a big commitment. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty intense. Uh, well, no, well, I suppose it's less intense in a way, but it's like it's intense in terms of you, if you like really think about that eight year stretch. Yeah, and we've already been joking. We've already been joking about like the fact that like you know by the time we finish, then presumably like the HBO Watchmen series will have come and gone as well. Yeah. So like the, the day we finish doing twenty or twelve issues of Watchmen, we can just go straight into minute by minute on the on the HBO series. <laughs> It'll be like it's like perfect timing. So you, yeah, you just do it long enough that every time you're finished with one uh, version of Watchmen, <laughs> a new version of Watchmen is out. Yeah, by that point they'll they'll have done like a bunch of you know Watchmen tie-ins again, oh, and we've yeah, always got course. before Watchmen to do. Uh, you know, we've got loads, man. We could keep, and you know, they're all coming back to the DC universe, so we could look mm-hmm. back at this, at, you know, a, a 2017 retrospective. In, oh, exactly. <laughs> in eight years, yeah, there's yeah, loads but... of stuff we can do. It'll, we'll be doing it until the day we die. <laughs> just like uh, just like DC will continuously be printing new Watchmen stuff uh, up until the day that DC dies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, were, I mean, they've they've sucked me in. Like, I'll be buying it. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> may as well talk. May as well talk about it. Seriously, and I, I like the Doomsday Clock event. I am actually very excited for. Like, there have been, you know, some of the Watchmen like expansion stuff. I've been more or less excited about, depending on who's doing it. Um, you know, like the Darwin Cook Minutemen stuff was incredible. Uh, but then like some of the before Watchmen, I wasn't stoked about. But like just kind of seeing this this jeff johns and gary frank um doomsday clock and like what that might be and like superman and dr manhattan interacting and stuff like it's getting me really excited weirdly it's it's like i i I feel so bad about it like i feel so like guilty that i'm like actually looking forward to it but i i man i'm i'm a sucker like i don't read the the thing is i don't read that much superhero stuff generally like i read very select superhero stuff Mm. um but the moment I like read anything, or like you know, if someone's like, "Oh, hey, by the way, Dream's going to be in Metal," I'm like, "Okay, I'll be buying that." Totally. Uh, and it's like I don't, like I read the whole thing. I didn't really get it. I didn't read. Really, I don't. I, I didn't particularly like it. And then Dream pops up at the end, and I'm like, "I'll, I'll get the second issue. I'll see what. I'll see what's going on here." That was exactly how issue, I was. Sec, second issue, I'm like, I still don't particularly love it. Um, and then Dream pops up, and he's like, "Oh, oh, yeah, okay, this is cool." And then Dream's like, "Oh, come find me at the end of the series," and I'm like cool i'll wait till that guy pops back up again (laughs) that's it yeah it's some of these like i i don't know the the event books i'm i'm not often sold on on big sort of like events or or you know that you know like the whole secret empire and and uh Mm -hmm. a lot of that stuff like every time there's that big like universe sweeping event i'm kind of like okay well looks like i'm gonna take a break from the big two for a couple months and uh come back when it's done (laughs) Um, I, li- I like the fr- I love the fringe books. I love the books that like don't tie into continuity in any way, of, like shape or form. Like, awesome. like Kelly Thompson's Hawkeye. I uh, I've been absolutely loving that book, and it's be- it just exists by itself, and yeah. I don't really need to know anything about anything else. I just need to pick up Hawkeye, Hawkeye, and enjoy reading Hawkeye. And that- it's like same with like Black, like Black Bolt as well. Like 
Black Bolt, I don't, I, I, what do I need to know about Black Bolt? It tells you everything you need to know on like, the first page, and I can just enjoy the story. Totally. Yeah, like they, and that, that's the thing, Marvel, Marvel has all these books that are like, golden, like that are amazing. And it was the same with like Nick Fury, the James Robinson, Akko, Nick Fury. Uh, mm-hmm. It just got canceled at number six, but that book was incredible. Like he was doing this crazy Jim Steranko, like amazing layouts with like the most poppy colors you've ever seen in your life and like <laughs> yeah it was just like this awesome just like kick-ass spy adventure with nick fury um and it, it got canceled at issue six but like it i think issue five still hasn't even seen print like and the, you know the, <laughs> and the trade hasn't even like they're like the trade won't even come out till like december and they've already can't like canceled the issue or the series um yeah but i'm glad that series like black bolt and and uh uh hawkeye have been able to continue because like I also think that like Leo Romero on Hawkeye and like Chris Somney and uh, Ramon Perez, like I feel like between the three of them, they kind of have like the idealistic, like the best version of like a Marvel sort of house style almost, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so that Romero is Romero the... on Hawkeye is, is amazing. Like, amazing. He's amazing. I, lo- yeah. I love his work on that book so good and like paired up with uh with jordy on on colors mm-hmm. like it just it it works so well and i every every issue of that book that comes out i'm always excited to read um yeah, yeah. That's, i love like it's literally i think it's basically just that and black vault the, like the two like marvel books i'm like reading regularly i yeah. think that's i think that's just it yeah for me for me it was those two and, and until, until somebody and wade come back on captain america then i'm all in that as well oh, seriously <laughs> Any any time yeah. those two work together, I'm like, well, it doesn't matter what the character is. I'm going to read it. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Totally, same here. Uh, what so what outside of those those two comics, like what in the comics world right now, uh, has you like waiting for the Wednesday that they that it comes out, or like ch- constantly checking to see when the next issue comes out? The the big ones for me, I think. So, uh, Mister Miracle, obviously, mm. we talked about Mister Miracle. Of um, uh, but also, I'm like, I'm really. Um, loving Southern Bastards. Um, the the new issue that came out was re- like I like I'll read anything that Chris Bronner draws. I think that guy's like a genius. Um, but his his work on that new issue with Southern Bastards is so good, and it's like really like you can see where it's going now. Like it's taken like eighteen issues, <laughs> a good eighteen issues. Like don't get me wrong, a good eighteen Fantastic. issues, but it's taken yeah. eighteen. It's taken 18 issues for you to be like, okay, so this is what's you know like this is what's happening. Now. This is cool. Yeah. Um, and it's it's cool because it's kind of like. It's it's doing now eighteen issues later what the first four issues did anyway, mm-hmm. um, but just on a bigger, broader canvas, which is really interesting. Like, if you go, I think I think by the end of it, what will, you'll be able to look at those. I mean, this is just a guess, but I think by the end of it, you'll be able to look at those first four issues that that first like Earl Tub, uh, almost like mini series that is like you know a little <laughs> opening arc. Yeah, uh, and you look at that and you'll be like, that is basically the story, but played out over you know thirty odd issues or whatever it ends up being. Um, I'm re- yeah, so I think that that's that like I'm really I'm really into that at the moment. Um, this I have the worst memory, so I don't. <laughs> no, you're good. You're what good. Else, what else am I looking forward to? I don't know. Uh, I always like. I'm weird. I always like the James Bond stuff and Andy Diggle and um, Castle and uh, James Bond's comeback, uh, or the new issue that just came out the other day. And um, I really like that book. I really like. They're, they they're like a really good match. A really good pairing. Yeah. Um, Secret Weapons. I've been enjoying Secret Weapons. Uh, Raoul's art on Secret Weapons is just phenomenal. Raul's art um, is amazing. And, I see Secret yeah. Weapons. I've had a hard time getting into because I, 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 I don't know. I, I have like when I read it, I almost feel like uh, 
Raul's having to do a lot of legwork to try and like cram a lot of stuff into a comic that's uh might not be super linear. I don't know. There's something about it that's like disconnecting for me. I I find I think it's interesting. Like I think Eric um, Heizoria. How do you say his name? Yeah, yeah. Heizoria. I think Eric Heizoria. I'll just call him Eric. I think. Yeah, call him Eric. <laughs> I think. I think what Eric's one of those writers where you you've seen him come into to, to comics and it feels like he's trying to do something with comics. Mm-hmm. And I like I'm reading it like I, every time I read an issue of it, it feels like that. Like. I'm very like because I, I read stuff in weird ways anyway, so I, I'm reading that kind of just getting excited about the fact that it feels like someone's trying to do something with the form. Mm. And paired with Raoul, it's like you can see that's two people. And I've spoken to him like about it very briefly about like how far you know the script goes for certain scenes and stuff like that. And it's there's a lot of both of them in there, which is really interesting. Mm. Um, and I just love that. It's like when I like there's certain books where I pick it up and read it, and I'm like this these people are doing something. And it's like I. Regardless of like what that is, it's like they're doing something, and like sometimes that's all I want. <laughs> like from a, a monthly comic, I just want to get excited about someone trying something with the form of like a monthly US comic. And every single issue with that, like you can see that they're doing something, and I, that's the sort of stuff that gets me excited. So like I'm always really interested to see what they do next in Secret Weapons. Yeah, I I might I might have to like revisit that one uh, when it's collected in a trade or something. I don't know what it was about it that didn't grab me. Um... I think it'll read. I think like as ninety nine percent of like <laughs> comics do nowadays. Anyway, I think it'll read a lot better in trade. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think give it give it a go. But like, but again, it's like it's like purely I, like I love it on like purely just like a form level, like a construct level. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so fascinating to me, like on that level to to kind of see it, like to see the cogs moving. I don't know. I I love that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I get you there. Um, so. With with all the analysis that you do of comics, obviously, like you you have a, a very clear and apparent love for the medium. Uh, do you feel like it, writing or creating comics is is somewhere in your uh, future? Um, yeah, I've done little bits and pieces. Like I've, like there's there's a short in issue two, panel by panel, that I wrote uh, mm. with uh, that Ray the Kalula drew, uh, who's awesome. Um, and I've got like a, a thing we might be sort of announcing soon that I'm. We're hoping to kind of uh, release, um, which is like an all ages book. Uh, that I'm, I'm like super excited about. I'm working with a, we've, we've been we've been chatting about it for ages. Um, amazing artist called Junie Junior Bar, hmm. um, and he's just phenomenal. And we've been working on this book that's like about monsters and wrestling and like fragile masculinity and fighting <laughs> and stuff. And Love it's. It. Yeah, it's it's so much fun. Like I love like the thing the thing the thing that I love is like I love like storytelling and and but but like storytelling and that collaboration aspect. That's that's why I love film so much as well. Um, but like with comics, it's like what, like with me and Junie, like the way it works is like I'll just we'll just Skype each other and we'll be like, hey, here's a bunch of ideas I've had, and he'll be like, here's a bunch of ideas I've had, and we're like, let's make this into a thing. <laughs> and it's like that. I love that process of it. It's like it's so much fun to do um yeah so so hopefully yeah they'll be able to announce some, uh that that's sort of, that, what, what what we're going to be doing with that soon um but i've just been i've been lettering a lot of books and, and trying to edit some more books um and that, i love lettering like lettering is a weirdly like lovable part of the craft like <laughs> it's strange how much i love lettering i don't know there's something about it that it's like it's a little bit it's like a, a mix of design a mix of storytelling a mix of art mm-hmm. uh, and a, mi- a, mi- a mix of copy and paste <laughs> and it's it's really like it's just it's just great. I like I really love I like I love lettering. And you also get to read the book first before anyone else does, so that's always good fun. Yeah, yeah. Um 
So I, I don't know. I'm trying. I just end up doing like a little bit of everything, or trying to do a little bit of everything. Um, but yeah, you know, for me, it's like I only want to do, I only want to like do the stuff I'm really, really excited about. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited about this monster book with Juni. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, that excites me that you're, yeah. that you're uh, putting something together at all. Anyway, like I, you know, just, just hearing that, I'm like, oh, sweet. There's, there's a thing I'll, I'll buy whenever <laughs> it's out. Like. It's fun and it's like it's fun and it's like monsters and cool crazy monster designs and monsters like beating each other up mm-hmm. uh, and stuff and it's cool it's really fun like I'm I love working on that book so much that's fantastic man um, is there and obviously like you know I'm sure sort of being over in the UK like you've got your you're kind of like UK comics creators out there, uh, but also, you know, and, and same vice versa. Like there's a lot of people sort of across the pond or random places that uh, don't really get to interact with as much uh, outside of the the confines of the Internet. Um, but is there is there a specific like comic creator that you feel like you would most enjoy having a beer with? Uh, <laughs> um uh, I I don't know I don't know if they would enjoy the you know I mean there's a difference between what I, who I would enjoy. We, yeah, we can we can just make you know we can have them be like a hostage, right? <laughs> uh, well, obviously beyond like beyond someone like Alan Moore, mm-hmm. um, I like you know after doing that interview with Dave Gibbons, like I would love to have a beer with Dave Gibbons, um, and just like I wouldn't even want to say anything. I just <laughs> I just want to talk. I just want to talk at me for like you know a few hours. Uh, <laughs> Like, uh, just listen, because it's like that, like listening to Dave Gibbons talk comics is, you know, it's like listening to the Beatles for the first time or something. It's like, it, it, like, it makes you love comics. And it's like, I don't like, even, even my girlfriend, you know, she doesn't really read that many comics, but she was listening to this interview with Dave Gibbons and she was like, that is so interesting. Like that, like, I'm interested in that. <laughs> like, and I have no frame <laughs> of reference for it or anything, but like, there's something about him. There's like a magic about the, about him, the way he talks about comics. I was always, but it's really cool to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, maybe I guess Dave Gibbons. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I, yeah. I dig that. Yeah. Maybe you'll have an opportunity at Thought Bubble. He was no, well, Thought Bubble's come and gone. Has it already? Oh, geez, shows how yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. tune I am with stuff. And he and he uh, unfortunately was not there for me to kidnap. So, but Damn. maybe next time. Next time, yeah. Who just... would you pick? Who would you have? Uh, I don't know. I so I I met Tom King down at San Diego. Uh, oh, nice. And that was that was fantastic. I sat and had like a. Uh, I was I was sitting and having a conversation with um. Do you know John Suntris from the Word Balloon podcast? Yeah, yeah. I was I was having a conversation with him and like Tom King was just like kind of like right there across the table and so it was like our conversations kept like sort of intersecting and part of me just <laughs> wanted to be like so tell me about Envision number twelve when you like you know I, I wanted to just like unload the stuff but I I kept it restrained. Um, part no, of me you know, actually. I was gonna say Gabe Walter was one that I was really excited about meeting, and mm. I missed him at Thought Bubble. Oh, that's. Um, and then we were having drinks on the Sunday night uh, at, the, at this at the hotel, the Radisson, where kind of like everyone kind of ends up drinking after the after the con. Uh-huh. And uh, I was chatting to someone I'd met on Twitter, um, and they, you know they were saying they met Gabe Walter, and I was like, I can't believe I missed I missed him. That's and they were like, Oh, he's just over there. And I was like, No, oh my god. So you know, I like ran over. And was like, oh my god, hey Gabe, it's I'm Hass. I do strip out naked and stuff. And he, like, I've chatted to him online, you know, like DM'd him a bunch and stuff like that. So he kind of, we luckily there was a frame of reference. It wasn't just like a, like a bald dude screaming at him in a pub. <laughs> um, and he, we had a little chat, and he and he ended up telling me like a bunch of stuff, um, like some stuff in Vision that was like kind of little Easter eggs he put in Vision, little storytelling things he put in that kind of like he said like like even Tom hadn't noticed. Oh, that's amazing. Um, and so he told me like a whole bunch of that, and I was like. 
oh my god that is so cool that is a very uh, satisfying also, interaction yeah and he also said the best thing like a thing that i've maybe struggled to to to, to say as clear as he did as a man who, you know, English is not his first language as well, so oh, it really puts into perspective. But um, he said, he, he, he was explaining to some other people around him um, uh, who I was, right? <laughs> and he was like, and he said something like, he said he talks about uh, art the way that I see art, which is that art is writing. Mm. And I was like, that's so, art is writing is like, that is so a perfect way to describe like how everyone should look at art. like there is a writer who writes but the artist also writes and i was Absolutely. like that is that is beautiful that's amazing i cried like i did i cried, cried you know a single tear <laughs> just down my <laughs> and the beautiful the beauty of the moment yeah absolutely uh, I, I think I think my my real answer though for for who I would get a, a have a beer with is Grant Morrison I had like one five minute uh, interaction with him and yeah. it like ju- just that five minutes alone I was like oh my god like you like you you have it all figured out like you're just like you're you're Grant Morrison like you just you know, <laughs> you know like everything just is there in your head it's all it all exists already well, uh, I, I... The, the Saturday night at the, con, at the con, I went to have a chat with Chris Brunner mm-hmm. um, in the evening uh, over drinks, and um, he was stood next to uh, a guy I didn't recognize, uh-huh. and another guy who I, I was like, "That's that's Frank Quietly." Oh my god! Um, and I was like, "Can I interrupt them?" And I was, I probably had a, a couple of beers and was, you know, <laughs> inebriated enough to be like, "Fuck it." So uh, I went and said hello to. Well, what I did was I sort of awkwardly, sort of slowly started walking towards them, um, and. <laughs> Thankfully, Chris Brunner turned and saw me and was like, oh, hey, and sort of brought me into the conversation. And oh, that'll good. be the nicest thing that was ever done for me, I'm sure, <laughs> on the day I die. Because I have no idea. What, like, I don't know what I would have said to get into that conversation. And he saved me from ever finding out. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. So anyway, they, they were chatting. And then there was just this, this guy there. And I sort of said hello to Frank Whiteley, um, uh, which is not his real name. I also found out. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and to Chris. And then this other chap who um, I can I can't, can't remember his name, but we were they were just chatting about comics and stuff. And then this guy pulled out this comic he'd work he was working on, and it was you know a little small press indie comic, and he was just like a small press indie creator. Yeah. And he pulled out this comic, and he was like, "It's about Donald Trump getting shot in the face." <laughs> and, uh, and, we, and we were all like, literally, yeah. The reaction was that from like all of us. We were all like, "What the fuck? Like, get it out." <laughs> so he gets this comic out, and you know, like Chris Brunner's like flicking through it. And Frank Quietly is like having a whale of a time, like looking at it. Oh and it was just like, it was just such a weird, surreal moment where like a guy whose work I love, Chris Bruno, a guy's work I love, Frank Quietly. Uh, and we were all just looking at this, like Donald, a, like a drawing of Donald Trump getting shot in the face in this comic. Oh my and it God. was just like, it's like, I, like if Grant, if, if Grant Morrison went into a comic, I'd be like, he's taking that too far now. That's too ridiculous. <laughs> but, but like, it was such a surreal, like such a weird, surreal moment. Yeah. It, really is, it was weird. It was very strange. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, those interactions are always the best. Like when there's just a bunch of like comics people at a bar randomly because of whatever thing is going on at the time, and you're just like, you're like, if I just like threw a rock in the air right now, I would interrupt the publication of one of DC or Marvel's books. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's 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 super weird, and especially like I'm I'm sure you kind of feel the same when you're in those rooms and there's so many people like that, and you're like, why am I here? Like. This this is not the place that I should be. I need to like have like a a magnum opus comic that's that's highly revered before I can be in this room. 
Yeah, that's, I mean that's the that's the fun thing about Thought Bubble is it's you know because it, it's it is it is primary well it's only exclusively you know it's a comic book festival. Yeah. Um, there's no you know there's no TV stars or movie stars or whatever. It's just like it's just comics. Um, so it's 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 nice that everyone's there for the same reason. It's like you know, and these are all just people that just love comics, uh, love reading comics, love comics as a medium. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to give out like a bunch of physical copies of Panel by Panel to people uh, who great. I love, so that was really good fun. A lot of them, a lot of them actually had heard of it, which I was, I was also kind of surprised and blown away by. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, it was, it was really that 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 was weird. You know, that was a weird. You know, uh, people just having seen it before mm-hmm. um, was was kind of weird. Uh, but it was it was really cool, and it, I'm, I'm like, because the thing is, you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm hopeful that in in some way. Everyone that like helps make panel by panel, like all of us together, are kind of contributing in some way to like to, to, to further some kind of the, the medium in some way, which is really grandiose. And I think I wrote this in like one of the editorials for the issues as well. It's like it's a really grandiose statement to be like, let's contribute to like you know the sphere of comics as a medium. Yeah. Um. But, but like, why? What else should we aim for? Um. And so I, I like, there's no point doing anything else. So. It's it's nice that it's having some you know it's nice that you that you're reading it it's nice that people are reading it and it's nice that it's having some kind of maybe not impact but it's but it's like people are actually engaging with it in some in some regard it's like that is just that yeah that's amazing no it's awesome man that's so awesome um, I've just looped it back around to self promo again Did you see that <laughs> <laughs> no nah, man that's that's what you got to do man it's that it's that uh, it's that hustle as as they say as all the kids <laughs> say. Um, yeah. Anyway, I obviously like I'm I'm definitely uh, taking up too much of your time. We're we're like an hour and twenty minutes now. Um, but I I greatly appreciate your time. First though, we should probably plug Strip Panel Naked because that's kind of the 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 thing that sort of I think brought you into the purview of so many comics people and is still uh, an amazing YouTube channel deconstructing comics. Um, what? Let's see. So this this episode will be coming out like probably a week and a half from now something like that uh yeah what do you what do you kind of have in the pipe at least that uh that you can say or know coming out on strip panel naked soon um well yeah there's i did i i wrote a article ages ago ages and ages and ages ago um around about batman 21 which used like a nine panel grid mm-hmm. um and uh like a really interesting way of using time by having like an actual ticking clock in every single panel of the latter half of the book mm-hmm. um and i I wrote it and I didn't at the time really have enough time to go into what I really wanted to go into with that. So I ended up talking about something else for a little bit. And I really want to just repurpose that article into an episode where I could actually talk about this other element of it. Um, so I want to do an episode on that, which I think you know, I've written it and I think it's okay. <laughs> so that's, that'll be coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had one, I had one, um, uh, I've got like a thousand on vision <laughs> So it's just it's just deciding if like I actually want to do another vision in an episode or not, um, or if that's just getting a bit too silly. Um, there's there's yeah there's a couple of ones I want to do one on um, uh, Giant DeLuca, who's a uh, an artist that I actually Trad Moore was telling me about in one of his episodes, um, who does this kind of like uh, he does these like Shakespeare adaptations, but his graphic novels hmm. um, where almost every single page is a is a splash and but with people moving throughout it and it's just like the same character will be drawn like 20 times with 20 different speech balloons as he moves through the page. And I really want to talk a lot about that. Like that, that, like that is just super duper fascinating. Um, uh, and there was, um, you know, I actually read, um, the book, uh, I, whose name I can't remember, 
which is really good and really useful uh, for this answer. But it's, it's so Static Press, which is the new Titan Titan Comics uh, imprint, and they're republishing a bunch of like uh, European comics. Oh, cool. um, their first issue of, of a reprint, uh, I think it's a French book, came out, um, and that uh, th- there was a lot to talk about in that. And I, I, yeah, I want I want to try and get into maybe covering a couple more European comics in there as well because they're all. It's also well, it's almost like a different language. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and the Junjito one, which is sort of half written on uh, Gio, 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 um, about oh. horror and, and like using horror in certain different ways. Uh, so oh, yeah, cool. there's a, there's a handful of stuff that I've kind of got planned. I'm also getting Aditya Bithikar on to talk to talk lettering, um, and uh, I'm also gonna, uh, we're going to be doing an episode with Christian Ward, which is um, a little bit different. We're going to try and record it like in person. Hmm. Um, like filmed and i'm tr- i'm maybe gonna try i don't know yet but i'm maybe gonna try and do it as like a sort of a really like a miniature documentary almost um and just try something different because it's like he doesn't live too far away uh <laughs> and, and and he's game for it so I, we're just gonna try to do something a little bit maybe a little bit different and just see what how it goes That's awesome. um yeah i don't, I don't I'm, I'm looking forward to that because it's just i don't i don't quite know yet what it'll be but i know i just want to try we, well we both sort of want to try something a little bit different and see what, see what we could do with it um so, so yeah, it's so a good be, person to try good. something different with. I mean, yeah, it makes sense, right? It yeah. <laughs> makes sense for Chris Ford as well. So yeah, uh, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, so they'll be coming sometime in the next few months, I'd imagine. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Um, well, I mean, people. So so like we said, uh, to check out panel by panel, go to panelxpanel.com or gumroad.com/slash/panelxpanel. Uh, search for Strip Panel Naked on YouTube to check out uh, his videos analyzing comics, and then. Uh, search under the hood on iTunes or whatever your podcast app is to find some some really 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 in depth Watchmen uh, analysis, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is amazing. It's awesome. Uh, but anyway, has oh actually one last thing, uh, and I, I know I mentioned this yeah, like yeah. two weeks ago when we first talked, uh, and so if you've forgotten about it, that's okay. Um, but we are, have been doing our issue of the week uh, segment lately on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, just kind of like analyzing a sort of single issue of a story and, and, and looking at it on, on its own merits. Um, yeah. Did you have a, a recommendation for that? Uh, only because I've been going through it like relentlessly sort of, sort of like the past <laughs> uh, week was um, uh, Vision issue either 6 or 12. I think both of those are particularly good ones okay. um, to go through. Uh, there's a lot to talk about in both of those. Um, uh, as my word processor now knows, but um, the <laughs> issue, issue, yeah, issue six or twelve of Vision, I think, would be would, it would be would be good ones. Awesome. Then uh, we will we'll probably like flip a coin and see which one we do. But uh, thank you for the <laughs> recommendation. Um, so we'll we'll probably uh, we'll have uh, Vision either six or twelve as the issue of the week upcoming sometime probably early November for the listeners. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks for the recommendation. Thanks for joining the show, Hass. Uh, you guys can find him on Twitter at HassanOE. That's H-A-S-S-A-N-O-E. Um, and, and check out all of his uh, musings and ramblings. Or, <laughs> sure, is that how? And dog, sure. dog bitches. <laughs> um, and then uh, you can check out our show at Savage Land Pod on Twitter, Savage Land Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, ratings and reviews, all that stuff. You know, Letters at SavageLandPodcast.com if you have any uh feedback questions for the guest feedback on issues of the week all that crap uh and we'll (laughs) see you on the next episode